Hey guys, my name is Kay. I am the owner of Lashes Studio. I'm a lash artist, educator, and supplier in the DMV area. And I'm Jenny, your co-host and proud owner and operator of Tanning with Jenny. I'm a spray tan artist, educator, and licensed esthetician. Welcome to the Lash and Glow Show. We are excited to share our entrepreneurial journey in the lash and spray tan industry with you. On our show, we'll be discussing our struggles and victories, as well as our personal stories about how we got to where we are today. We'll also be sharing tips and advice for anyone who's starting their own business in this industry. So tune in and join us for an inspiring journey into the world of lash and spray tanning. Hi, besties. Welcome back to the Lash and Glow Show. Today, we're so excited to introduce two of the top realtors in the Washington, D.C. area, Chris and Tom. Hi guys, Christian Arias here, a local realtor in the DMV area. Hi, Tom Campos, also a local agent with Compass DMV Real Estate. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, KK, for letting us join your podcast. Okay, so first question. What inspired you to become a real estate agent and how did you get started in the industry? I think I'll start this one. My answer is a little shorter. Um, it was either go to school or sell houses, and I thought selling <laughs> houses was really cool. Um, my parents were both realtors, so I just kind of followed the family game. That's what about all. you, Christian? That's it. So I started, and then, and then it's just a bad addiction now. <laughs> I started off as a real estate photographer, videographer. Um, one of my aunts saw my work on Instagram, and she asked me if I wanted to shoot a house that she was that she had for sale. And from there, I liked it and kind of kept going. But uh, I met Tom. Because of that, his my brother used to cut his hair, and uh, he reached out to me wanting photos, and from there we were talking, and uh, it, it seemed like he needed some help, so I, I, uh, I offered well, my services, and you know, well, some, he changed, was his, also li- being, changed his life. He was asking the right questions. He was being nosy, and you know, he saw the money also. He was around a lot of realtors, so you know, I had no problem with it. So yeah. it was all about the connection connections that you guys had well i did need help so i'm not gonna lie so i every like whenever i would do photos for a house i would always ask all the agents like what do you like about real estate Mm -hmm. what's the hardest thing about real estate they would answer but they wouldn't never how'd you get this seller how'd you get this buyer Mm -hmm. how much money do you make on it and yeah i think i I started like seeing him on instagram like you were taking pictures because you took my baby shower pictures yeah yeah and then yeah he did i was there oh yeah yeah. and then like i could see you taking pictures of houses and i'm like that's so smart like i would have never thought of that especially now so good at it especially now like being social media being so huge i feel like everybody just like just goes on instagram and just shops around everything's visual now everything you are a realtor and you need a real estate photographer exactly thank you jenny uh dmv real estate photography Awesome. Um, I do videos, introduction videos. I do reels, reels, okay. photos, headshots. I know. I Professional buy headshots. House with like three dollars in my bank account every time I Yeah, the one he posted, like the million in Tacoma Park. Mm-hmm. I was oh, like, yeah, that, that was. Nice. They're interesting houses that you post. Yeah, which Thank is you. pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, Tom. Tom got me involved. He um he looked out, and we've been working ever since. Right. You know, just to add one more thing on top of that, I think <laughs> I think it's cool because you mentioned how he posted, he, he was taking photos for houses, he was posting a rack load of photos, and that's kind of what, what excelled him to actually be a really good realtor and have a lot of buyers and sellers reach out to him. With those photos he was posting back in the mm-hmm. day, 
people confused it. it are you a realtor? Or are you just taking photos? So mm-hmm. once he started saying he could help, it was just a lot easier. Like people, people started coming all the time. That's, it was, it was That's really good. Cool. I feel like we can relate to that. Like the work that we do, obviously we have to post our work, like post pictures and that's how we get the clientele like yeah. on social media. So it kind of relates to like, you know, the same thing that we do. It's a job. By it is a job. It sucks. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard. Like yeah. you won't see me on social media. Like you're good because you're on social media. Like it's still like you don't have to get like after pictures. Like, yeah. For me, like I would have to get it like tomorrow. And I forget. But you can get it right then and there, which is nice. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go to the second question. Um, what's your favorite part of being a real estate agent? Nothing. I hate it. It's like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, oh, um, okay, let's think, cut the podcast <laughs> I think my answer is a little short and sweet, too. It, it's cool because I'm almost 10 years in and every day's new. Every client's different. Every house is different with the years that pass, you know. Houses do shift, houses do change, uh, trends do change, uh, preferences, the whole nine. So every every day with real estate, it's different. That's probably my, my answer. That's good. What really got me into selling was helping the clients. The, the feeling that they get mm-hmm. during closing is like... I mean, um, especially yeah. buying your first home. Like, that's, that's a, a huge big accomplishment. deal. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. You go through stress, but then at the very end, it's like mm-hmm. the the appreciation. The that's always it's nice. It's like a reward. I know. <laughs> like that TikTok. Yeah. 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 Kind of like us. Yeah. You know, like, we you know, making like our clients feel pretty, yeah. beautiful. It's like a reward. Like the before and after. Yeah. yeah. Like when uh, someone has a wedding and like you transform them and it's like, damn. Like, I remember mm-hmm. when I first got a tan, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, good as shit. <laughs> buying a house is really hard you become friends yeah you go through headaches but <laughs> it's, it's it's always a good feeling to, in the end we get to know everything like credit John likes that inside no, oh, you no. like that you're not no, no. <laughs> everything you can't hide anything from us unfortunately no like even something weird that comes up they do searches on your on your name they do background checks mm-hmm. so like if you've ever been divorced, if you're going through a divorce, like all your personal stuff comes out because you have to sign documentation really? of confirming it or rejecting <laughs> so it. So we yeah. can't lie. What does that have to do with no. it? You can't lie about so nothing. it has to do like if like if I was divorced, let's l- say. Let's say your your new partner didn't know that and that randomly came out throughout the purchase oh, wow. and the conversation, oh, okay. then it gets weird. Oh yeah. okay. And that happens. And a lot it's of always awkward. Thing, yeah. Yeah. I can see. Dang, you want you, you go to the point you're <laughs> about to buy a house and you don't tell them you got divorced. Or like a previous last name, like a a name affidavit, like <laughs> truly pops up. So any any potential name that you ever filled out on a credit card application will pop out, and you have to confirm uh, it or not. So that's where that's well, where we learn stuff. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Some, sometimes they'll say they're they're divorced, but they're actually just separated. So she tries to buy the <laughs> so house. So legally, they're yeah. Not, okay. Oh wow. Okay, so the next question is kind of something that me and Jen, we've talked about the before in the podcast, um, and that's about how do you handle life, work and life balance. As a realtor. As a realtor, yes. Like, how do you guys do that? I'm going to still try figuring out my answer <laughs> why Chris answers that one. I think Chris, you know, he, he just recently got married. He is Right, learning. congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So how, how is that? Like, how, how are exactly. you balancing? Exactly. How do you balance that? It's I mean, good. Marriage, I mean, it's work. all about communication. I mean, she knew 
how I was before you, you know, guys, getting married. Okay. So she knew, you know, I was a hard worker, liked to work. So there was, I mean, I, it's all about communication. So if you could communicate with your girl, your wife, mm -hmm. what you're trying to do, and mm -hmm. she's cool with it, then it works. But if not, but then, just having a supporting um, partner. Yeah, sure. someone yeah. support you that'll be there, that'll. You know, I'm not saying she's going to solve all my problems, yeah. but... I feel like this is cool just, like, listening, like, the male perspective of things. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. it's like me and Jen, we always talk about how, you know, we're going to balance relationship, being a mom and stuff like that. So it's cool just listening. I would say you if you have a husband mm -hmm. or a, a man that's hardworking... That grinds. Don't annoy him about sure spending time with ready. you. And vice versa. Oh, hell no. I'm not saying like... That's why I'm struggling right now. I woke up at 5 to make breakfast with my boyfriend. Um, Y'all better eat Chick-fil-A. You don't got to do all that. But like, just if yeah. he's working, just let him be. Let him work. Like, let him do his thing. Yeah. Like, and if like your wife wants to have a um a girls' day, a girls' day, let her be. Exactly. Do you, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. Or if I want to eat some like good home-cooked meal too. What's up? We, You're going to cook, too? Let's find someone to cook it up. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to Uber you. He's going to make it cook it. No, so actually, if you, like, Fogo the Chow, you can order <laughs> You can order takeout. Like, so they give you the they give you the meat, cheese, huh. and raw. And then you you just, hear, man? You, just, you, you just drop it out. I feel like <laughs> it's the thought that counts. He's okay? dropping so, the cheat code. I don't care where you buying it from? I just want to eat. No, I care. Did you see that um <laughs> that real on spiritual world today? It was like this guy ordered Uber Eats oh, and it was like water down guy? Yeah, I'm dead. I did see that. <laughs> what I buy and what I got. That was funny. Okay, so now you, Tom. So you're a dad. Yeah, I think and um husband. and a husband. It's it's tough because I want to be there for the kids. You know, my wife has a full time job. She's also going to school, so I'm I'm trying to support that. I've I've thankfully, like, this is all I've done. So I, with time, you're able to stabilize a business no matter what. If that's all you focus on, like, it happens. It, it gets easier. But just like Chris says, everybody has motivation, dreams, ambition. And it, it's hard to find that work-life balance when you have kids. Like, I want to mm -hmm. be there, but I also want to work. So mm -hmm. my answer is I still haven't found it. <laughs> No, you know, I, you. I and it's hard about honestly i've been working for what like in the business since 2017 i still haven't found it and it just gets worse honestly <laughs> because like the older they get the more they want to do yeah. yeah and there's days that you work all day long and don't see the kids at all and then there's other days that i don't work at all and i'm just with the kids yeah, so, yeah like, that's I, true. I haven't found it shout out yeah. to hannah though hannah is our assistant she handles all our calendar all there's our always days. somebody working when i'm not there so that's, Maybe the that's what we need somebody's yeah. handle our calendar to streamline it because uh, for them. me i feel like even for gen 2 i guess i can speak for you too like if i'm <laughs> off and like somebody books like i'll come yeah <laughs> like too. yeah just like if somebody calls and i want to go see a house yeah, yeah. yeah no problem let's yeah. go yeah like, that's money you're in the though. middle of dinner no i gotta go baby <laughs> yeah like today I, ha I had a break like from four to five and then no actually four to six so i'm like okay i'm gonna get some work done and then like two girls call and i'm like all right fuck it just come and yeah. now i'm like i'm even supposed to do like another <laughs> things but now i have to like do work even yesterday i was done working at six and i was like on my way to my boyfriend's house and a client came mm -hmm. into the studio at seven, and she, I'm assuming she came from Virginia because her number was a Virginia number. Damn. But she was like, "Yeah, I have an appointment at seven. I was like, "I don't have you on my calendar. When'd you book it?" And she was like, "Oh, like a week ago." And I was like, "Did you get a confirmation?" She's like, "Hmm." 
You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hmm, I could be there in 30 minutes if you want to wait. And she was like, no, I'll come tomorrow. But you see, like, we're willing to come. And sometimes, like, I mean, that's a great thing. But but also you need to have boundaries. Because, yes. like, did I want to come? Not really. But was I going to? Yes, because I have bills to yeah. pay. But... Do I need to finish a work? Yes. But am I going to finish it today? No. Am I going to stress tomorrow? <laughs> right. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, so it, it's hard. So... Do you have to show a house to someone who's not approved? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have to show? <laughs> well, I, so, no, but imagine this. You just said, you know, you'll drop everything to come here to do a client, but you guys get instant compensation. You guys get paid right away. Right, right. We're, we're still taking a chance. Yeah. And so for, for some hard. partners, yeah. they don't, you know, my wife, she understands this now because of time, but some people don't understand <laughs> why would you take the chance of something that's not secure. Yeah. I guess if they're pre-approved, if I know they're good for it, I will stop everything to go. But if they're still in the process, I don't know their situation, we'd have to Make an have that conversation. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think it's better. Do you guys have, like, certain hours you work before, like, like to take, like, if someone just called you and they're approved and, like... So this is the problem with that. When you have a, let's say a client who's already approved right now and their perfect property just happens to pop up 6, 7 p.m. at nighttime mm-hmm. and it's undervalue, it's, and they do that purposely to get competition and, um, you know, something, some, something where it's just a scenario where I don't want to work, mm-hmm. but because it's that like might be the perfect house. Yeah, I have to jump on it for my people mm-hmm. or vice versa with us. If it's a good investment property, there's a hundred other investors looking at the same properties, going through the same search criteria. Mm-hmm. I've won properties because I was the first agent to submit the offer because I was mm-hmm. the first person to call and suck up to that agent and, mm-hmm. you know, just make it happen. Unfortunately, we no, there's no boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's very competitive, too. Yeah, it's very saturated. But yeah, with time in the business you make your relationships and it gets a little easier but mm-hmm. in not you know there's new people who know other people we don't know who find great deals also and mm-hmm. that's what we have to jump on also okay well that's very good so it's all about the connections for sure all right so if i want to buy a house right how much money do i need to have to buy a home so i guess like savings how much should i have the amount of money that you need depends on your situation. Mm-hmm. However, the minimum would be 3.5 okay. for the down of the, payment. Of the value of the house. Yeah. Right, okay. However, I would also advise that you have cushion money for the closing cost, the inspection, and for the appraisal, mm-hmm. and any unexpected repairs. Okay. That's my recommendation. Just to be safe, I guess, because you just don't see, like, you you, you, you know, you don't know um, anything that happen. 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 Yeah. So I just became self-employed about two years ago, right? So if I'm looking to buy a house, um, what do I need to have to buy a house as self-employed? First step's always talking to the lender. You know, he's going to ask you those three things again. How much mm-hmm. money do you have saved up for this? What are your financials looking at like for the past two years going through your taxes? and what is your credit at. Um, Being Mm -hmm. self-employed, there's probably gonna be a couple more steps. You know, talk to the lender. They're gonna be able to confirm these details, but doing profit and loss statements, going through the bank statements, um, a couple couple different things. I will say, if you, you said you switched two years ago, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I was lashing, well, I've been lashing for about five years, but on 
like I got my LLC about two years ago. So that's when I started um, doing taxes for my business okay. about two years ago. So this was my second year okay. doing taxes. So if you switch, you had a W-2 before? Yes, but I have a gap, like I want to say like a one year gap um, that I didn't, you know, I was just doing that on the side um, and I quit my job during COVID. So I guess okay. my last, my last W-2 was about 2021. 20, okay. I would, I would recommend like if you switch from W-2 to 1099, mm -hmm. like if you really consider buying a house, I would wait to use the W-2 because if you switch from W-2 to 1099, mm -hmm. you have to wait two years of taxes mm. to buy that to be able to buy a house because right. they want they don't know if it's consistent, consistent. Yeah. they okay. want to know the risk but if you didn't know that and you already jumped into it and you're self-employed <laughs> like <I did>. now <laughs> you know the answer is you have to have two years of those tax returns for the lender to prove your income mm -hmm. and be able to do that debt to income ratio to qualify you for for whatever amount okay yeah so what else do i need besides the two years of taxes Everything's going to be case by case, but again, bank statements, your profit and loss, you know, yes. just be prepared mm -hmm. to answer and truly answer honestly all those financial questions that they're looking into. Because it'll come up anyways, right? No choice, guys, yeah. It always comes up. They're going to find out. They dig it up. Okay. <laughs> it's, um... I, I will say one last thing. If you are in the process of buying a house and uh, you, like, you're already under contract, mm -hmm. I wouldn't make any big purchases. I wouldn't mm. pay anything late. I wouldn't buy furniture. I wouldn't buy a car because all that does appear like mm -hmm. hours before closing. So really, yeah, it's oh. been it's so just wait, like wait. do the house completely, and yeah. then like start then buying buy like, everything. Big purchases. So when should I wait? I just got my car month ago. I should wait two years. Well, that yeah, that's a really good question. So well, if the car was necessary, I mean, no choice. The lender's just going to have to average that into your debt-to-income ratio, and this is what you qualify for. So the difference is if you would have bought a house before the car, you probably would have got fifty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 more of a house. Now, because of that car, you know, now your purchase, your buying power has dropped. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but in a self-employed sense, like, I could just make more money, and it'll bump me back up. Yes and no, because they're averaging the last two years. So if you if your first year was extremely terrible and then your second year was amazing, mm -hmm. they're still meeting you in the middle right there. Lenders usually want to keep your total debt payments 43% of your, of your income. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, we got a lash more, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got this. But that's good to know. I mean, you know, especially... I feel like I'm like an impulsive buyer. Yeah. So if I like something, like I'll just buy without thinking of, way, so. you know, obviously like now my goal is definitely buy a house. So I know like I got to stay within my budget. Yeah. Like I can't really go buying any car. Like even though, never mind. Can't yes. be balling. Can't be balling out here. I got to <laughs> save. Um, well, you own a home already, KK, but I don't. So if you were talking to someone like me, a first time home buyer, um, could you give me like a step-by-step -step process on how it would go about that? Hopefully, there's a link somewhere to attached to the podcast to share our information. Well, but we're going to add it okay. to the description. So any this goes to anybody who's interested. You know, feel free to reach out. Our consultations are always free of charge. You know, we're going to sit from day one. We're going to sit down and talk about your wants, your needs, the whole nine. And then we're going to put it on paper and see what that looks financially. If the numbers make mm -hmm. sense with you and the lender, 
we can then go shopping. As long as you are comfortable with what those numbers look like, we will show you everything and anything that makes sense. And once you do like that perfect property, we'll get it under contract and we'll get you the keys. Obviously it's not that easy. There's a million steps in between every little phase that I mentioned, but that is the, that is the common, common flow. Yeah, you basically summarized everything I was gonna say, but you basically you determine your budget. That's the first step. You get pre-approved. Second step, you find a great agent like mm -hmm. myself. <laughs> Third step, you we start talking about what you want, what mm -hmm. you need, and then we start searching for homes. Okay. Once we do find the perfect home, which we will, we always do. <laughs> we make an offer. We negotiate a great deal for you. Mm -hmm. And if they do accept it, that's when we do our due diligence, home inspection, appraisals, make sure everything is safe, secure, and ready for you to move in. Okay. Okay, guys, so next question. Um, how much money do I need to have, I guess, in my savings to buy a home? A uh, million dollars today, but I think a good range just would kidding. be- Just <laughs> just playing. I'm like, never mind, I'll stay in my apartment. <laughs> A good range would probably be five to ten percent of the entire sales price. So, for example, a five hundred thousand dollar house, anywhere from twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars. The more, the better. Buying a house comes with crazy expenses. Um, we can always negotiate with the seller, with the bank, to see if they have down payment assistance. But worst case scenario, five hundred thousand dollar house, fifty thousand dollars, we can make that happen without a doubt. So with that being said, um, if anybody needs a lash set, <laughs> hit me up. I'll be taking appointments at midnight. Midnight <laughs> at home. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just got to know how to budget. Yeah, Learn right. how to budget. Definitely. Well, I mean, I've seen people buy houses with no money down, and then I've seen people put all their life savings into a house. It just, it, it depends, you oh, know. your situation. Mm, okay. Well, if the right timing, you know, the right information you know talk to the right lender you can get down payment assistance you look in the right city you can get city down payment assistance and then you talk to the right realtor you can get closing cost assistance from either us or the seller great what should my credit be to buy a home this is a tricky one because generally the higher the credit the better the terms the better interest i would say mid 600s is going to be a great uh, starting spot I've seen people get loans as low as 580 credit score. Don't do that. Mm. But the interest is, you know, the no money is free. And anytime there's a high risk, they always jack up the interest on the backside. Okay. Some lenders may offer with lower credit. However, you have to keep in mind that it comes with higher interest, higher fees, higher points. So I would recommend, if you could get it to 700, it would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. But at mid 600s, you should be good. So that's that's the ballpark. Thanks right for there. reminding me to check my credit score. All right. I have <laughs> a question. So you guys say with the right lender, I'm assuming you guys have a network where you send the lender, they'll look at the report and tell you like what you need to work on. Or no, you should come already ready with like, so we have we have tons of lenders who always reach out to us give us their information every just like i said earlier every client is different every house is different everybody's financial situation is different also so 
figuring out how much money you really have to invest into this is the first step. So now we know, hey, do we need this extra down payment assistance? Do we need this extra closing cost assistance? And then <coughs> figuring out where your credit stands, that's you know really almost required. Every lender, lenders are like realtors. Everybody's different, their service is different. So working with the right lender is just gonna they could help you get creative with mm-hmm. your situation. Okay. Okay. So if working you have a with great, the right lender, they'll put you on the right steps to make it happen, essentially. Gotcha. Okay. And if it is like low, they mm-hmm. will give you a great lender would give you a step by step on what you need to increase it. So okay. to get a better term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Instead of just like selling you the house, like yeah. just like that. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. And they'll give you the timeline, how long it'll take, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Okay. Alright, okay guys, well thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you learned something. If you're interested in purchasing a home with Christian or Tom, we'll leave their contact information in the description of our podcast. And I just want to say thank you to KK, thank you to Jenny, thank you to the Lash and Glow Show for having us on. I hope you guys learned something. I know it was a lot of information, but we tried to break it down as much as possible. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's Chris1191. If you guys have any questions, the link will be in the bio. Anyone who mentions the Lash and Glow Show and truly purchases a property, we will credit up to $1,000 in any concession regarding home warranties, repairs, seller subsidy. Buying a house is extremely expensive, like we mentioned, and, you know, I I just feel like every bit helps. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Lash and Glow Show. Do not forget to follow us on Instagram at The Lash and Glow Show. Our business pages are Lashes Studio and Tanning with Jenny. If you like this episode, then show us some love by leaving us five stars and leaving us a comment on Instagram on what you want us to talk about next. Until then, keep glowing and lashing.